Hey everybody, welcome to episode 3 of Follow-Up Fridays and on behalf of my amazing co-host Mojo Camp and myself, I'd love to thank you so much for taking in the show. We really appreciate all the support. Don't forget to hit the like button, share, subscribe, leave a review. It really helps us get the word out. How was that episode with Tony? Let's stop and think about the impact of hearing Tony's story about picking up the guitar at the age of 54 without being able to see. You know, we all find obstacles in our journey, but often when we encounter someone like Tony, you know, a true warrior, somebody who leads by example, we get so inspired, we have no choice but to get back to doing what we love. Thank you so much, Tony, for sharing that story. One word comes to mind when I think of Tony, endurance. I don't think we talk about that enough in music. This is not a sprint, it's a marathon. You're going to be playing your music for the rest of your life. The ability to tough it out when it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere, or when you want to quit, walk away completely and think, oh, it wasn't for me. Wow, those people that are talented, they must be lucky. Don't let that mindset get you down and get you away from doing what you truly love. I'm going to talk directly from the heart here. It's been a really tough 18 months or so as I'm recording this podcast for so many of us. We've had our hobbies and interests stripped away, our ability to connect with our loved ones, and a number of other challenges. The next time you feel too tired to play, and all you want to do is pick up a remote control or stare at a phone screen and surf endlessly, trust me, playing a little bit of music or doing something else creative is going to renew your energy and your spirit. Five to ten minutes of doing the thing you love, and you'll feel like a whole new person. One key way to keep your endurance high is to renew your motivation and your inspiration. Think of the things you can do that would make you want to get to your instrument. Listen to a new artist. Watch a documentary on one of your favorite bands. Read a book about an autobiography on a great musician or artist. Go to a live show if you can. Get together with a friend and jam. There's so many ways we can do this. Think about the last time you watched a movie and there was an inspiring story baked into the plot. And when you finished, you just felt good about yourself and you wanted to try to do something that you've always put off. That's what we're talking about here. You want to renew that resource as often as possible. Dedication and discipline will only get you so far. It's truly the motivated and passionate players that keep coming back for more and keep showing the gains. You know, are you routinely frustrated by your progress? Do you feel like you're not getting anywhere month after month? Have you watched a hundred YouTube videos and you just don't have anything to show for it? Don't label yourself a quitter or a non-talented musician. It might be in your system. You might just need an overhaul on how you approach things. Maybe you need to seek out a better mentor. Maybe you need personal lessons. Maybe you need to buy that book. There's a number of answers. One of the more obvious ways you can work on your endurance is to set goals and revisit them daily, weekly, monthly. Those goals will keep you accountable to your journey, to the destination you're aiming for as a musician. Whether that means you want to perform at a campfire or get on stage and play with a bunch of other musicians doesn't matter. Only you know what you're really seeking as a player, and only you know how far your goals are supposed to go. Don't compare yourself to others. This is your journey. Much like a golfer who's just getting started, it's not about beating the other people in your foursome. It's about improving your shots and your game overall so that you have fun and want to keep coming back. You take some lessons, you invest in some better clubs, you keep doing it. Little tweaks and improvements in your overall daily practice can make huge payoffs in the long run. 
I want to share a story about my own personal struggle with endurance. Many years ago, I was offered the opportunity to play guitar in a musical called West Side Story. And I said yes. I said yes out of fear, but I wanted to try something new. Well, as it turns out, the music in that musical is not that easy to play for a guitar player. One of my good friends, Kelly Brown, told me there's even a player in the world that they specifically fly in to play those shows because the book is so big. Well, one week before the first rehearsal, I still hadn't seen the binder full of music. The music conductor was telling me there were some adjustments to make and that he would be on it soon. When the book finally came in, I was shocked. I couldn't even play the first chord. I stared at it over and over again thinking, what's wrong with me? How can't I play this chord? I started to panic. I thought, I need a way out. I don't want to do this. I don't want to take this on. It's too much work. I set about asking all of my peers that I worked with, would you be able to play this first chord? Most of them couldn't make heads or tails of it either. It was a really bizarre combination of semitones that didn't really sound musical. In fact, to play it on the guitar involved an open string and some pretty wide stretching. Once I got through the first chord, then there was the second one, and it was just as hard. I went through my full list of peer groups, and everyone said, yeah, you're right, this is really hard, I would bail if I were you. And then I got to Rob Hamilton. He looked at me and he said, why don't you just play two of the notes? It was a revelation. I shook my head and I said, Rob, damn you, I wanted to quit, and now you've given me a solution. And he says, no one's going to notice if you're missing one of those three notes. And that gave me this inspiration to continue. I decided instead of folding it in and packing the book up and saying, screw you, I'm not doing this. I was going to dive in and I started practicing eight hours a day on this binder. I was determined that when I showed up for my first rehearsal, I wouldn't look like an idiot and that I'd be able to make it through all of the songs. A funny story is that I had to make all these crazy markings in the music to remember what was going on. I didn't want anyone to see my book, in particular the band leader. And after our first rehearsal, he praised me and said, you've done really good. I'm so sorry I gave you the book so late, but you know, you've got it. It's going to be great by the time we actually need to open for the first night. He walked by and said, what's all that in your book? And I said, I don't want you to look at this. He goes, oh, what what does all that mean? And I said, I'm going to be honest. I can't remember where I'm supposed to be in this particular song. So I've drawn all these little clues. And then he showed me his book and it was full of all these crazy markings. And he said, me neither. We had a good laugh. Just goes to show you that your assumptions on what other people are experiencing are usually not correct. You don't know how the other players are struggling like you are. We feel like we're alone. We feel like no one understands our challenges and our journey. Once in a while, we get some validation, but for the most part, it's us in our own minds thinking about our challenges and obstacles. My hope for this show is that some of this will resonate deeply with you and that you'll know you can continue on your journey of becoming whatever type of musician or artist you truly crave to be. And to finish off, here is my six-ingredient recipe for mastery. Number one, inspiration. You're not going to get anywhere without it. Let's picture a brand new player who's never touched an instrument before, goes to a concert and decides at that exact moment, I'm going to become a drummer, or witnesses an orchestra and thinks, I'm going to pick up the violin for the first time. That's your inspiration. Ingredient two is awareness. Now that you've been inspired, you're very aware of the instrument that you're most moved by or the music that comes from it. You start to notice it everywhere in movie soundtracks, on TV, you're driving down the road and someone's playing it on the sidewalk. Awareness also leads you to knowing how hard it's going to be. All of a sudden you start reading books and finding out that there's a lot of challenges involved in this new decision you've made. You start to second guess yourself. 
Maybe I shouldn't have picked up the drums. Maybe I should have just stayed doing what was safe. The third ingredient is education. This is where you should read and continue to learn, talk to people, take lessons, do what it takes to get the information you need to make sure you're not wasting time and doing things incorrectly in a way that might harm your progress. A teacher could be a friend that's just one step ahead of you. In fact, they're often the best teachers because they're just as excited as you are. Or it can be a seasoned veteran who's been at it for 50 years and knows every shortcut that's going to save you thousands of hours. The fourth ingredient is accountability. I mentioned it earlier in this podcast. Your weekly lesson or your commitment to showing up to your buddy's house and playing music together. That goes a long way to ensuring you're going to continue to pick up your instrument and make progress. Without accountability, we rely on dedication, determination, and discipline. They'll be great at times when you're feeling good, but you've got to put something in front of you that makes you need to progress. Something that you have to attain on a weekly or bi-weekly basis would be great. The fifth ingredient to mastery is work, but I don't like calling it work. Let's change the meaning of that word to play. Because if you're having fun and you've been listening, you'll know that I'm a big fan of not working. I want you to pick up your instrument and play it. Some might call that work. Some might call it practicing. I call it playing. Just play a little game in your head and ask yourself, how much fun does it sound if someone tells me you're going to work at this for the rest of your life? Or you're going to get to play every single day. Even if it's only for five minutes, that play will get you there. Which one of those two routes would you prefer? A simple switch in your mindset and how you're perceiving this part of the process will make a difference in your journey. And the final ingredient, number six towards mastery, is imagination. You can call it visualization if you want. It's the ability to imagine what all this payoff is going to be when you finally get to the place you want to be. When you finally strum that chord and it sounds clean. When you finally sing with that choir and your voice blends in. When you finally hit that drum beat and it lands just on the proper spot where the whole band goes, yeah. When you finally sing at the campfire or play at your grandchild's birthday. That's when it's going to show you that it was worth all that effort and all that time you put in. And that imagination of what's about to come in the future is what keeps us going. Thanks for listening. On behalf of my co-host Mojo Camp, we are so grateful for the opportunity to come into your lives with the Everybody Speaks Music podcast. Huge thanks to Tony Duenas for his amazing interview. We're still reeling after that one. We know we have a lot of work to do to improve the system and some of the barriers that are placed in front of musicians just getting started that are struggling with all sorts of challenges. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Chris Schultz. And don't forget, everybody speaks music. <laughs>